guys. Welcome to Online. My name is Allison. I am 15 years old and I am from Seattle, Washington. I started this podcast because of my passion for becoming a sports broadcaster. If you want to listen to today's most controversial topics in the sports world, you have come to the right place. Online will keep you informed about all the hot topics and news regarding all sports. Tune in every Sunday for a new episode. I hope you enjoyed this week's topic. Don't forget to share the podcast with all your friends and follow On The Line on Instagram at on underscore the underscore line underscore Addison. Thank you. everyone welcome back to on the line today i'm here with sophomore football player jacobus van Ruten. could you just start off by telling the listeners a little bit about yourself and what brought you to football hi uh my name is jacobus and one of the real like reasons why i started playing football is as like a young kid i was always the bigger one i was always pretty big compared to my other family members so my grandma or grandpa suggested that i play football and Once I started, I never really stopped. I've been in love with the game since I was 10 years old. So you mentioned how your grandpa was the one that kind of introduced you to football and kind of pushed you to try it. Did he play football at all, or do you come from a football family? Um, Yeah, I come from a football family, and, like, if you're considering who, like, watches football, but not a lot of my family members played football. Um, My grandpa did try to play, but he was too small. So he had to quit his, I'm pretty sure his junior year in high school. So what positions do you play? I play left guard and I play D-line, pretty much anywhere on the D-line. And is there one that you prefer? Yeah, I like left guard. I like offense. And what about it do you like? It's just like um, defense, you really have to pop out more. You really have to learn a lot more technique. And it's the same with uh left guard it's just that I feel more comfortable in that left guard position because it's not all on me to get past someone it's I can use a double team to take out a tackle or take uh push out a DN with the other tackle so it's just different is there one position that you play more often yeah I play uh and not really actually I play I played both last year pretty consistently was it kind of a position that you wanted to play? Like you were watching football and you're like, oh, that looks fun. That looks cool. I want to try that position. Or was it a coach or was it just because of your size? It's um, it's like one of, it's definitely because of my size. It's definitely um, when I came in my freshman year, I just come off of playing running back, which is really surprising to a lot of people. Can surprising to me too. But I really wanted to pursue running back and that just wasn't like, the way I'm built, that's just not where I'm supposed to be. I'm too, I'm too slow for that. So when I started playing uh, O line, I didn't really like it at first. It was kind of, it's like kind of one of those positions where you have to learn to love it. But once you felt like I fell in love with it halfway through the season, and I don't know. It's just like been one of those positions where I just really love playing there. I feel very confident. Being guard and end are completely different. So what is practice like when you have to train in both positions? Um, 
See, uh, the thing is, it's like with DN or any tackle position on defensive, it's like you have to do a lot more handwork. You have to focus on a lot more of what the O-lineman is going to do to you first so you can react. And as an O-lineman, you're the first, like you're responding first. So you're going to make the first move most times. So it's like for me, it's like as a D-lineman, I'm focusing on what the O-lineman is going to do. And then you have to find a way to react. And as an O-lineman, you're making the first move most uh, most moments. So it's like if you're on the D-line, you have to also learn the offensive line as well. So you're basically learning two positions kind of at once. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it goes same for O-line too. Like you have to figure out what the defense is going to do to you on the O-line. It sounds like it'd be pretty, I don't know, kind of important or kind of a good thing that you are playing both positions because you kind of understand what the defense could do or what the offense could do. So you kind of know both, which yeah, like it would be helpful. Yeah. No, yeah, it's always good to learn both. That's why uh, Coach T, he has us working both uh, defensive and offensive positions. So, so we're not just in the one. At our high school, is it all the – O-line, they also practice for defensive line as well? Um, For most cases, like, there's some, like, uh, Brady Goff who also plays outside linebacker, so he's not working in at D-line as much. Mm-hmm. But he also – he's played D-line forever, so he's the really only example I can think about. So for high school, the offseason is so long, and especially with COVID, you weren't able to have a fall season – so what is your off-season training like, and how does it differ to your training in-season? So um, off-season, what I focus on and what my group – because I work out with a group, right? So we focus on building muscle coming off the season. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to gain weight, and you're not supposed to gain too much weight, but you gain a certain amount of muscle mass, and you come off stronger. So we work on a lot of power stuff. Because that's what football is. It's like we're not just like weight training. We're focusing on a lot of power movements. And um, so we build a lot of muscle. And then I'd say maybe a month or two going back into football, we cut, which means we're cutting off a lot of that fat, a lot of that extra, uh, even some muscle, really. And we're really trying to get in shape for the season because if we're, we can't move the same if we have all that all that muscle on us. So it's it's just different. It's like, it's kind of confusing, but like once you really get into it and start making a lot of sense. Yeah. So you talk about a big part of your training is gaining weight and cutting it. So do you mm-hmm. work with like a nutrition or someone to kind of help you figure out how to fuel your body correctly in season and outside of season? It, uh, do I work with someone on it? Yeah. Like, do you have a nutritionist that like um, helps plan your meals or anything like that? N- not, not really planning meals as much, but I definitely like there's certain stuff I'm supposed to be eating and there's certain stuff I'm supposed to be staying away from. And uh, I work out with this guy who's helped me. I've been working out with him for a year, a solid year without like taking really any breaks other than maybe a week or two. But I've been training with him since last November and he's been just teaching me so much about how like weight training affects the body and how you're eating affects how your muscle growth is. 
So there's like, yeah, he helps me with a lot of that uh, food and nutrition. And he's just like crazy. Like he's just crazy smart about all of this stuff. Along with the weight training, um, you also have to focus on a lot of drills. So for you, what are the most effective line drills? Line drills? Um, I don't know because I haven't been hitting the field as much as uh, I would because I've been just I, – I moved recently, so I'm, like, pretty far away from North Creek. I, I hit some drills with – this is a good question, honestly. A lot of, there's so many drills. I really couldn't pick one. Yeah, I feel, like, I feel like it would be kind of hard to explain. But yeah, during a practice but, session, how – long are you working on footwork how long are you working on hand drills and so on um during like a regular practice yeah so regular practice we usually it starts off with us warming up right and mm-hmm. that's like i'd say maybe 10 15 20 minutes and then we go into our special position groups and it depends on whether it's a defensive day or offensive day we'll work at like maybe 45 minutes to an hour on certain stuff and that includes both hand uh hand placement and uh footwork and we work on a lot of footwork as linemen but um yeah and then we usually come together as a team at the end of practice for like the last I'd say 30 to 45 minutes so before a game it's really important to know your opponents so how much do you study film uh yeah um I study film quite a bit. I just, I kind of like, I don't like to really know the opponent I'm going against. Like, I don't like to know them too well because if you're thinking about it too much, you're kind of expecting them to do this and that. And if they switch it up, you've been preparing for the wrong thing. So I, I prepare. I I uh, look at who I'm going against and everything. Like look at the certain maybe O lineman or D lineman. But I also kind of keep it in the back of my head that they can, like, they probably will or maybe not play different mm-hmm. from when someone else goes up against them to com- or compared to when I go up against them. Yeah, I've never heard of that, that side of things because Aaron Donald is really big into studying film and he's like one of the greats. And it's almost like an art form of studying film and knowing your opponents well but I never really thought about how they can switch it up at any moment yeah they can they can really take like because the thing is they've also been studying you too mm-hmm. like you're both studying each other so maybe you want to switch it up one game and the other opponent isn't uh yeah. prepared for that yeah, so you, you have, have to keep it in the back of your head yeah you have to throw off the opponent sometimes so yeah um so how would you I know you mentioned that you don't watch football all that much, but I was wondering how you would critique the Steelers' offensive and defensive line because the Steelers have a really great defense. They're ranked number one right now, and the offense is not as good. So I was wondering what you notice and why you think their defense is so good and their offense is kind of lacking. Um, honestly, I don't really know how to answer that question because I don't watch, like, I don't watch enough football. And why is it that you don't really like watching football? It's like, uh, it's like watching someone eat food. 
once you watch someone eat food, you want to eat food. It's like, I don't know. For me, it's just like once I start watching football, I get bored of it and I want to go play. And I want to play so bad except for like right now we can't even really play. So I'm just thinking like, what's the point? I just really watch highlights and stuff like that mm-hmm. that I just see across Instagram and stuff. Well, you should be watching because, I mean, the Steelers are undefeated. So obviously they're doing something right. Yeah, for sure. 11 and 0. Yeah. I wonder if that says anything like their defense is more important than offense because their offense is actually really bad, ranked number Mm -hmm. 20, and their defense is ranked number one. So I wonder if that shows how important a good, strong defense is. Yeah, I I agree with that that because, like, you know, coaches, like, when I was younger, always preached defense wins championships, offense wins games. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very true because – if you stop another team or another offense from scoring, they can't do anything about it. Like they can't do too much other than switch mm-hmm. it up, uh, switch up the playbook. And it doesn't really like, like if an offense isn't scoring and the defense is re- like doing really good against them, then I think that like, like the other offense, the opponent's offense, then like obviously they're going to be generating some type of points because like seeing your defense do good also motivates you. So, like, once you Mm -hmm. get out on that offense, you kind of, like, I don't know, it's just a certain energy. Yeah, that makes sense. I think the reason why the Seahawks have lost the the games they've lost is because their defense was allowing too many points and we're not stopping the other team. Yeah. So, how much does the line coach impact how – the line performs, whether it's offense or defense, because there's a lot of people saying, why aren't the Seahawks firing their defensive coach? Because obviously something's going on with our defense and it's, you know, one of the worst. So how much is it the coach or do you think it's more of the players themselves? It's a little bit of both, honestly. Um, a coach impacts a lot of what an offense generates and or a defense generates. It's what they're teaching them. And the thing is also like players can also be a leader. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people forget that players also have like, I've known, uh, I've known some dudes that have been playing football for longer. Like I'd say start at six and they definitely know what they're talking about, especially with uh, if they've been playing the same position, that's line. So, like, they also have pointers. They can teach you something. You just have to be able to be a sponge and soak it up. And, uh, obviously, a coach, you're going to get, like, he's going to teach you more than a player could because they've been doing it for a while, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. So, being able to have a good coach for an offense or defensive line is pretty important, I think, because, like, a lot of kids that play line, especially in high school, it's, like – like it's different. It's definitely different. It's where like kind of kids are put put for like different reasons, honestly. Cause like I've seen small dudes been put online because they have good power to them. Mm-hmm. So if a coach knows how to like teach them how to use their power in the right way, it doesn't matter if you're strong as long as you know how to use your strength. And that's what a coach is gonna teach you. So like I don't know, that's all I gotta say. No, that's a good answer. So if you were the Seahawks, what would you do? Would you fire the defensive coach or 
do you think it's more of a player issue? Well, um, if the team's struggling, obviously there's something going wrong. Mm -hmm. And that starts with the coaches, really. So, like, um, I'd start looking for one, honestly. Mm -hmm. So going back to drills, a lot of linemen train in hand fighting. Is that something you've ever done or are kind of interested in doing? I've done it so much. It, I used to go to a place called FSP, uh-huh. and there's this thing called Trench Squad. And if you're really interested in football, especially line, I definitely suggest you do that. But they teach so much handwork. It's like, I don't even know. Part of the time, I thought I was learning jujitsu because <laughs> there was so much like chopping and doing all this other yeah. stuff. So, like, I think it's very important, and I think it's something you should learn, and you should, like, pay a lot of attention to, because it's just so important. It's crazy, because I had no idea that Aaron Donald, he actually would train with knives to work on his, basically, his reflexes, and it's pretty insane. Yeah, I saw a video on that. In the NFL, some linemen train specifically for either rushing or passing are you more versatile or do you specialize in one so it depends on where I'm playing at DN I'm definitely more of a pass rusher Mm -hmm. um but definitely at tackle like my like I think tackle is very selfless position especially for a D lineman because like you're really meant to eat blocks you're really meant to just take that center and take that guard, let them let them take you so these linebackers can stuff the holes. Or you can create like you can create your own. Uh, I don't know. For tackle, I would say I'm more of a running type of defensive player, but I don't really get too uh too close to the ball unless they're running it right up the middle. So for those who don't know the job of a defensive end or defensive tackle, could you just Briefly describe each of them and kind of their purpose. Um, yeah. So it depends. Honestly, it really depends on what kind of player you are. There's mm-hmm. going to be 10 different types of players for 11 different types of positions on each side of the ball. And for like DN, you can be, uh, you can be a pass rusher. You can be really good on the run. And it really just depends on what type of player you are. It's same thing for tackle. So, so like, I don't really know, honestly. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is a yeah. defensive end, are they the more speedier ones that yeah. can really come off of the edge and attack the outside pocket so that they can basically disrupt the quarterback so they have less time to get rid of the ball? Yeah, no, that's very. Yeah, I should have said. Uh, I should have said that. Yeah, they're they're supposed to be a lot quicker, and mm-hmm. tackles are supposed to be a lot bigger and stronger. And are the tackles like when the line is lined up? Um, are the tackles the one on the interior? Yeah. What is your greatest accomplishment as an athlete so far? Honestly, I don't really have one. I've heard this question before. Uh, uh-huh. It's just like, I don't know. I don't feel like I've done enough yet to really have an accomplishment. What about the one you mentioned in the survey? Survey. Oh. Wait. I sent you? 
I can't remember that. Oh, f- I remember the survey. I can't remember what I said in it. You said that you were the strongest um, freshman in school history. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that uh, that was just like a big accomplishment for me. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, uh, yeah, I did, I did do that. It was just like, um, I don't know, that was a big accomplishment for me, but there's been like others where I've been pretty proud of myself. It's just like, um, until I like, until I get enough done, until I get like, uh, until I really like make an impact, I don't really like have an accomplishment. So what are your goals for the upcoming season? Um, I wanted to start varsity as a sophomore. I really mm-hmm. thought that that would be kind of cool, especially at like my age. Yeah. But, uh, if like the thing is everything's up for grabs right now, it depends mm-hmm. like it depends on like it really it's really going to show next season who was like really working hard and doing their most and who was kind of using this Corona thing as an excuse not to work out. Yeah, so, it's going to really separate those who want it and those who are just doing it to do it. Yeah. How important is a good stance? I know that sounds simple, but I keep hearing that stance is so overlooked. Yeah, stance is pretty overlooked. Um, Cause that's where all your power is generated from how you position yourself. So like, say I say I was leaning over too much. All my power would be going uh, straight forward. And that's, I, I've heard that's generally what you want. But uh, as a D lineman, but as an O lineman, you kind of want to be more on your back foot, especially for a pass. You kind of want to set yourself up to take a step back instead of taking a step forward. So I'd say like, what, like, I don't know. It's like one of those little things that if you do it just right, it gives you a big advantage. And what's the advantage? If you can explain that. Uh, Leverage. Leverage. So is it more important to be, low or up high if that makes sense definitely want to stay low if you're Mm -hmm. up high someone's going to be able to get under you or what I mean by get under you is have their hands lower than yours Mm -hmm. which can push you up straight which means you're either going on your back or he's getting past you some type of way yeah I don't know if you have heard of him but Quentin Nelson says like the low yeah the low man wins and you really need to make sure that you avoid that rounded back and have a flat back while you're in your stance. Yeah, that's very important. Yeah, I love Quentin Nelson. So some coaches require you to be in a two-point or three-point stance. So do the coaches for you guys let you choose what's more comfortable or do they require you to be in one position over another? Depends on the coach. Um, I know there's coaches like – like uh let's say coach Olson who he's very like old school he likes old school Mm hard-hitting football and back then everybody pretty much stayed in that three-point but then there's coaches like uh Deshaun coach Deshaun where I saw him last year he kind of gave a kid uh I'm pretty I can't remember who it was but he gave someone an option to uh go into two-point yeah see how would it like affect him so like Uh, It really depends on the coach. And I also think it depends on the player as well and what works best for them. Yeah, like me, 
as much as I want to be in a two point, that's not how I, that's not a good thing for me. Mm-hmm. Like I don't generate any power coming out of a two point. It's just the way I like, that's the way I've always been. For but, those who don't know the difference between a two point stance or a three point stance, could you kind of describe each of them? A two point stance is more upright. Um, I wouldn't say you're standing straight up, but you're definitely coming, uh, say, as a DN, because DNs are usually in a two-point, especially now. Uh, you really start in, like, a running position, and you start up high. And the reason I think uh, the reason I think they do that is really to get that angle and really pursue, like, the outside, because they're supposed to be uh, containing the outside. And you come off a lot quicker when you're in a two-point. But uh, in a three-point, you're kind of – Lower to the ground, like Quentin Nelson said, your chest up, butt down, hand on the ground. Okay, last question is, what advice would you give to young linemen? Young linemen? Mm-hmm. Honestly, be mean. I've known, I've known like, quite a bit kids who have, like, the size, have them, in, like, have that size and have that strength. But a lot of them just can't be mean. Mm-hmm. That's the thing about like being a lineman. Like you really have to find that mentality where you're really going to do something bad to the guy next or uh, across from you. Like for me, when I'm going into a game, <clears throat> it's like I'm really focusing on I don't care who's going up against me. They're not going to win. Like for some kids, they really are able to like take all this anger and all this frustration, maybe even outside of football and use it for their advantage inside. Mm-hmm. So like I've done it a lot with football. I've also done it a lot with weight training. You just got to be mean. It's like, I don't know. It's hard to explain. I get that. I think sports, a lot of it has to do with mentality, especially for football and yeah. sports is a way for a lot of kids to, basically get their anger out and that makes total sense that some guys they just have to be mean you know they might not want to but when you play that position you have to be yeah like uh uh, one of my coaches told me he's like football is a place where you can legally mess someone up and get Mm -hmm. away with it so might as well take advantage of that too oh yeah totally I think that's it yeah well thank you for taking the time to do this interview and for reaching out on Instagram. Mm-hmm. All right. You have a good one. Thank you. You too. Bye. Yep.